This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Desk Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and along with Albert Curley and Sam Heskiff, it's time to look ahead to another daunting away trip, this time to Spurs. More importantly, on the day of recording, it's our Lord and Saviour, Jordan Ayew's birthday. So let's celebrate. Reviews, predictions, comments and rants. Send us your voice clips on WhatsApp. 0203 575 1266. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, after the international break, we are back. Still sitting fourth in the league last time I checked. Even you can't be miserable at the moment, Sam Heskith. Champions League, baby. <laughs> European tours all around. Have you started saving? Yeah, my piggy bank's half full. So I can probably afford a train ticket to East Croydon. Yeah, stop pretending all your money's going on furniture for the new house and we know it. And um, Albert, yours probably going on the new baby, so I doubt you'll be going either. I'm going nowhere fast, bruv. <laughs> so, um, Albert, how was your international break? Have you missed football? Uh, I've certainly missed club football. Yes, I did. I did. I did try and imbibe in the England. Uh, they were quali- what was one a friendly one a qualifier? I, can't, I ain't got a clue. Both both qualifiers. Oh, good. There you go. Um, and yeah, the 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 Kosovo match was quite interesting to see. You know, really really good football going forward, but beyond bad, almost Palace esque defending at times at the back. So. Whilst not overly passionate about it, I can't say I wasn't entertained. Um, yeah, it was certainly a um, a crazy, crazy game, and you know there was there was a couple of points in that second half as well where they could have pulled it back to five four, and that certainly would have been interesting. And I know Heskev watched every single minute of it. Oh yeah, multi screen every angle. <laughs> um, I actually watched about half an hour of Serbia Portugal to see Luca. And literally all he did was kick people up in the air. That's I think he kicked people more times than he kicked the ball. So that was fun. Yeah, he's like uh, the granite Xhaka of um, Crystal Palace. He's just 
leveling people at international football level tries to play a little bit more. I wish you'd kick people more in a palace shirt, to be honest. But um, no, don't kick the people in the palace shirts. That would be a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, in the uh, Aston Villa game, I think he would have given Will for kicking if he could have got away with it. But that's that's water under the bridge. Uh, right before we get started, let's do this. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Albert Heineken again? No. <laughs> I'm drinking Estrella, or give it its full name, Estrella Dam. Okay. Oh, um, I I've just spilt my beer all over my laptop. So oh, no. um, hopefully this will continue to go. Uh, Do you want to have digital IPAs again? Because you'll be all right if it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, Heskiff, what about you? Um, I'm boring again. I think for the second week in a row, I'm drinking water. Water again? Sorry. Yeah. We can, let's pretend it's hard liquor. It's a spirit. Let's just pretend. Straight, vodka. Straight vodka. Yeah. It uh, doesn't let's really... pretend that you're not a pussy. <laughs> doesn't really get involved in this, does he, listeners? Um, maybe it should be a fine, basically, every time going forward. I've um, got red stripes in the fridge. Well, go and get it. If I don't hear that can fizzing open in in the next couple of moments, you're going to be fined. Okay, fine. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm I'm currently trying to mop my laptop up of um, my lovely Pills Lager from Four Pure Brewery. Um, I had a Four Pure a couple of weeks ago as well. I'm running out of beers that were left behind at my um, barbecue on opening day of the season, so um, I'm going to have to run out and get some for next week. Right, we should be drinking because it's Jordan Ayew's birthday. Um, Albert, can you believe that we're all so obsessed with Jordan Ayew after how he started at the club last season? Uh, well, listen, he deserves it. And I think I'm not, you know, this this sounds like a, uh, I don't know what the word is, like a bit of a dig at Jordan Ayew. And I can assure you it's not. I think he, he's caught everybody by surprise because I can only speak for myself, but I think the general feeling was he was pretty bad last season. Um, okay, was it four million rumored to be four million that we paid, which you know isn't a huge fee. Obviously, it's a lot of money, but it's not a huge fee in sort of footballing terms. And I think the bar was so low of ex for expectation for him to come in that you know if he if he'd only scored one goal. I think we'd have. I mean, I was I was very positive about him after the the opening game. I thought he was man of the match and you know showed a lot of promise. And if he'd have carried on doing that, only doing that for the you know the sort of subsequent games, I'd have said, well, you know, he's you know he looks shrewd signing. The goals will come soon. The work rate's there. He looks like a bit more settled and knows what he's doing. However, we you know he's he's banged in a couple of a couple of goals and secured us some points. So. Yeah, I think you know. I just hope it carries on. I think the bar was setting set low expectations wise, which always helps. Um, but he's sort of, he's, you know, he's really taken the opportunities. And, and happy birthday, Jordan! <laughs> wow, there you go. You can tell Albert's missed football. Uh, big, big old Jordan, I you die tried down. I think yeah, he's got a lot of good points in there. He's um, it's going to end up looking like the bargain of the season, really, especially if he can get anywhere sort of towards ten goals. Um, We'll have to see. We're all getting a little bit carried away at this point. We'll have to see if more goals follow. Um, Heskith, if, can you see him getting towards 10? 
Well, I was just about to say, even if he doesn't score another goal for the rest of the season, he'll probably end up one of our top scorers anyway. Um, yeah, he'll he'll uh, if if he carries on the way he's he's been going so far, even though it's only obviously played three games, I think. You know, you can definitely see him getting getting up to ten goals. I reckon um, it's a big if because you know the way that we play, we don't score loads, but. Yeah, happy like like Albert said, happy birthday. It's been a great start, and I think having the international break where we can just continually replay the goals against Manu and Villa until we see him again on Saturday uh, makes for quite a nice break. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, the the ultimate telltale sign is the switching formation. I think that now Roy Hodgson has ultimate trust in IU. He's in the he's in the winner's circle now and he's going to be playing a lot and we're playing to his strengths in that sense. So it'll be really interesting to see how he gets on this season. Um, talking to Roy Hodgson, I was at the Palace for Life Foundation events um, on Tuesday night at Sellers Park um, and Roy Hodgson was there giving a little talk um, as a panel member talking about the good work that the foundation does. And um, he also had this to say. From Division 3 South and Division 3 North into Division 3 and Division 4 and we didn't quite make it, we were in Division 4 and I also remember the time fairly recently when Steve Parrish and his friends came in and actually saved the club from, from pretty much a, uh, a fate far worse than any fate that could be us at the moment because they almost fell out of the league system. So I would like to think that this club has a fan base and a, and a supporter base which isn't totally dependent on us being in the Premier League, isn't totally dependent on us getting into Champions League places, because to be quite honest, that's going to ask an awful lot of our owners to give us the sort of money and the sort of financial backing that you need now. You know, you're able to think that, you know, people don't talk about it all the time, that, you know, Manchester United, who haven't had the greatest time in the last two years, have probably spent quite close on half a billion pounds to get to that situation. And of course, you know, our spending is, you know, nothing like that. In fact, if we could have gets over a hundred thousands from time to time, it would be nice. Um, so, I don't know what to answer that. You know, the obvious answer that certainly people and fans would like to hear and expect, yeah, it's going to be a great season. We, you know, we finished in the, roughly the middle of the table the last couple of seasons. We're going to want to do much better than that. I'd like to say that to you. But if I'm realistic, I'm not certain I can. I think that staying in the Premier League is, is going always to be the be-all and end-all for us and it's always going to be a fight, it's always going to be a bit of suffering, you know, there's, it's not going to be rainbows and blue skies and uh, rose-coloured spectacles all the way through, there's going to be plenty of fighting and heartache along the way, but I'd like to think, having supported the club and Obviously, you do support the club of your boyhood, and this was my boyhood club. They were sensible enough not to give me too big a contract and keep me here and send me away at a fairly early age. I don't blame them for that. Um, but it's always been a club, of course, in my heart and the heart of my father. So uh, I'd like to think that the support we get is going to be as strong as ever going forward. I'd like to think that we can work hard as we've been doing to keep the club in the Premier League because, let's be fair, we'd all rather see Crystal Palace play at Manchester United than a team, you know, somewhere, I've been not mentioning teams really. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, there are teams outside the Premier League we can find ourselves playing. 
And most of all, I like to think that what we've heard about the club tonight, this community spirit, this foundation, all the things that are being done for people in the South London area, all the things that most of you guys here do, you know, to make the club stronger, that that will, that will grow and that we'll become an even stronger community club and we'll do even more for South East London than we've done up to now. And if I was going to leave any legacy at the club, it would hopefully be that, that while he was here, the club played properly, the club did its very best to get results, but most importantly of all, the club was every bit as strong, if not stronger, when he left than when he came. So that would be my, my goal, I suppose, as a, as a manager of the club. So there you go, Albert. It's not going to be all rainbows and blue skies, apparently. Was he talking about Palace or Brexit? I couldn't. <laughs> uh, just, just for clarity, that was Roy Hodgson, not Ian Holloway. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I like his honesty. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe erring, you know, too much on the blunt side of it. But listen, I think any any. Palace fan of of sound mind will appreciate where he's coming from, and you know, and might might not like to admit it, but would agree that he's right. You know, talk of pushing for Champions League places. I mean, it's ridiculous. And his Man United sort of scenario that he explains the money they've spent and that you know they struggle to make it uh, sort of sums up the the upper echelons of the league we're in at the you know the top of the football pyramid. Um, Survival's always going to be, you know, first and foremost for us. And, you know, as I was going to say cup run, but uh, we've already crashed out of one of those. Um, but that's all, like I say, any Palace fan of sound mind, that's what, that's probably our expectations for the next five to 10 years at least. Um, but make a sub a bit sooner, Roy. Come on, man. <laughs> well, um, thankfully, Villery didn't make the sub um, when he was going to because <laughs> it worked out for the best in the end. Um, Heskiff, he he said there that when he was a kid, his father said to him, "Listen here, my son, your CPFC." It's a uh, it's not nice to have a manager when it, it runs through the family. Well, indeed, uh, and you know, I think obviously that was that was him speaking at the Palace Foundation um, thing yesterday. And it's good that he under, does understand the community, jokes aside, and that he's, you know, from the area and it, it all sort of links links in together. Um, and like Albert, you know, I do understand what he's saying. Uh, and I don't think anyone is expecting us to get in the Champions League. But I suppose if we're saying, like, let's try and get top eight, because last year, you know, we finished sort of, mid mid table and we can push a little bit higher then I think people would sort of accept that but at the same time if you told all of us certainly me that you know we'll be battling relegation I maybe wouldn't be surprised so I think it balances out pretty well anyway look it was a fantastic evening at Sellers Park and um, some really inspiring stories about the difference that the foundation has made to loads of South London kids in the area giving them stuff to do instead of just being bored and hanging around on the streets and you know setting them up to achieve in life instead of um, 
leaving them in a rut that could quite possibly lead for them to fail in life. So um, it's really, really good. Go and look at all the socials for Palace for Life. Um, and if you want to get involved, you can either donate your time, you can donate money, or you can take part in fundraisers. And one of those is on the international weekend of the 26th of October. If you can pledge to raise £300, you can do the Marathon March, um, which is a 26-mile walk to the, all the football stadiums in London. And um, you'll be with the likes of Andy Johnson and um, Chris Hamblin, heavy breathing in your ear, and maybe maybe even Albert um, vomiting in a toilet near you. Um. Not this year, mate. <laughs> Not this year. Um, but no, it's fantastic stuff. So look at Palace for Life and um, do what you can to support them. Um, and there was also another walk going on, which is to Arsenal away um, this season. This isn't to do with a Palace for Life, but this is to do with mental health awareness. Um, Homesdale Cravatics on Twitter, if you've ever seen them flying around at HC15 on tour on Twitter. And um, that's just to raise some uh, awareness for mental health um, mental health sufferers and non-sufferers alike will take this walk and just talk to each other on the way to the stadium and um, a few pub stops along the way as well so um, get involved with that if you want to as I say go to HC15 on tour on Twitter to get all the details there um, back onto the club and Sean Derry has uh, become a coach in the two weeks since our last recording Heskiff um becoming a bit of jobs for the boys isn't it a palace yeah i do remember that there have been quotes about you know you don't just want to bring back people because they played for the club which i think might be attributed to parish. yeah parish, parish famously tweeted you're all obsessed with bringing back old players to the club get over it <laughs> yeah at the club that now has mark bright paddy mccarthy richard shaw etc etc yeah darren power um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Shipley, AJ, Clinton Morrison, Darren Ambrose's ambassadors. Um, I think the the Derry appointment's a good one, though. You know, I think the fact that he's been a manager, you know, top dog at at a few clubs, uh, and now he's sort of taking up a position that isn't manager with us. Um, And I think he said that, you know, Palace was probably the only club where that would be the case, where he wouldn't, where he he wouldn't be looking to be the manager. Um, shows that he does consider Palace very highly. Um, and, you know, I, I, from what I've read, even though he you know, didn't win anything, I suppose, as a manager, like he was quite well thought of. I think he went to clubs that were sort of floundering a bit anyway. Um, so I think it's probably quite a good appointment. Um, I must admit to not having watched the interview with him yet, but apparently he comes off very well. Um, I just wonder if we're ever going to appoint someone who hasn't played for the club. Um, he's going to send Clint Hill round to your house to um, have a word with you for not watching the video yet. Um, Albert, you, you, you and Heskey are both, both full of research for this podcast. Uh, yeah, would you want to know? <laughs> uh, anyway, Sean Derry has said, it means the world to me. This is a club that gave me a brilliant opportunity as a player, as a 24-year-old, and I spent two or three years here, experienced some brilliant highs and some lows along the way. And um, well, I'm anyone who played in the Remph game back in 2016 in at the Amex has experienced Sean Derry's managerial nous at first hand as he laid into us when we were two 0 down at halftime and inspired a three two comeback. So hopefully um, he'll be able to do some good stuff for the Palace Academy boys and you know make that transition a bit smoother for them and hopefully see a few more Wilfred Zahas and Aaron Wambasakas with the help of um, Sean Derry's experience. Um, one thing I stumbled across in the international break as well was 
um, a TripAdvisor review of, of Sellers Park. Stumbled across TripAdvisor, very good. <laughs> uh, first off, my seat was only halfway up the stand and my view was restricted. Away concourse is the most cramped facilities I've ever had to put up with. There are only three ladies' toilets. The pies are distinctly average. They, they have a live eagle flying around, but their mascots are chickens, which is very confusing. Unprofessional and heavy-handed stewards incite the away fans. If you don't like teams that bang drums, stick on halftime cheerleaders, and play goal celebration music, this one isn't for you. It isn't for me either. I'll watch it on Sky next time. Uh, fair two-star review, Heskiff? Yeah, it's been a while since I was in the Arthur, but probably fair. Uh, the chicken thing made me laugh. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, it's certainly um, the ending to the Aston Villa game has certainly boiled his piss enough to make him <laughs> head to TripAdvisor, Albert, and and leave a review. And but not even a one star. You know, he's actually give us two stars, which it could have been worse, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's slightly more odd that it's signed off by Mr. R. Hodgson as well. <laughs> um, it is signed off by um, Common Sense Danny, who's from Bedfordshire, so goodness knows why he's supporting Aston Villa, but there you go. Uh, what else we had? We've always had uh, Jeff Slup. Jeff Slup? Slup? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Slup. Slupped it. <laughs> Slupped it. Jeff Slup interview on the Palace channels. Um and he was talking in there about, you know, just about his career to date and so on. But one of the things he said, he played one of his very early games for Leicester at Sellers Park. And he said, ask anyone I've known, anyone I know, I've always said that Sellers is the one. Heskiff. He, 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 loves, he loves a bit of banging drums and um, the gold music and the cheerleaders. So he can um, tell Common Sense Danny to stick up his ass. Exactly. I've got a very good authority then. Jeff Shuff, Jeff Shuff loves the pies in the after as well. So take that, Danny. He does. Um, I did see one thing. A Mama Doe pizza has opened up in Norwood opposite the station. Um, and there was one suggestion that they need a pizza special called a Mama Doe Sacco. But then there was another one that said they need a Schluppy Giuseppe. Oh, oh bang. <laughs> bang. Weren't fans of the Mamado Sacco, but Schluppy Giuseppe. No, I was no, that was good. I was I was about to praise that and then you came in with the Schluppy Giuseppe. Yeah. And that was good. I'm just trying to think of it. Yeah, no, I've I've had a little think around. We'll try again next week. when we've all had a chance to experience the Mamado that's opened. Yeah. Nah, he's got something about Julian Speroni, pepperoni. That's, I mean, it's tenuous at best. Mm. We'll try. We'll try next week. Um, and last bit of news: Jaden Raymond scored the winning penalty for England under 17s which saw us retain the um, the Serenka Cup. Heskiff. Absolutely delighted with that. Buzzing. <laughs> which appears to be just England play Poland every season in Poland, and that's the cup. A trophy's a trophy, right? We Cups a cup, mate. <laughs> if data systems and all of that. We'll be back after this short break. No paywall, no subscription. Back of the Nets. Fan-created podcasts, videos and articles. Free forever. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Change the game. Here's your heart. Kelly, completely free here. And he scored! Oh, what a finish by Martin Kelly for his first Palace goal. Yes, commentary there from um, our last victory at White Hart Lane. Martin Kelly with the winner in the FA Cup. Love that goal. A really, you know, and the, the yelp as it hits the back and everything about it. Absolutely love it. Right. So, um, hmm. <laughs> we went into the Manchester United game a few weeks ago. And we were all very, very certain that it was going to lead to a heavy defeat. And we had absolutely no chance. Um should we be feeling that way about this one, Heskiff, or has Spurs shown some pretty ropey form at the beginning of the season that might have you quietly confident? Oof, I don't think I'm ever confident quite quietly or noisily. Um, the, th- the thing with Tottenham is I remember a, a year or two ago, a Tottenham fan tweeted about Palace and begrudgingly, I have to say it was the best description of the club that I've seen where he said, Palace are that team that are really hard to beat, but you always beat them. And with Tottenham, they always do seem to beat us 1-0, or I guess 2-0 on the odd occasion. And so even though, I mean, I've seen a few of their games this season and they've not looked great. Um, and they left it pretty late against Villa, um, but they won. And then they, they got the draw against Man City in sort of controversial circumstances, I suppose, but didn't lose. Um, I didn't watch the Arsenal game, but they didn't lose that, and apparently Arsenal were all right. So they're obviously a good team and, and can can grind out results. And normally, I think it would be a fairly routine one. But we, you know, we play all right against them, but we do always lose. So I, I'm sort of of the opinion that that's going to happen again. I think. Yeah, um, there's plenty of one nil predictions flooding in from across the social media platforms. Um, Min Son to score. I think he created some sort of record in um, scoring in one nil victories against us at Old White Hart Lane and um, Wembley, and then against us at the old stadium last year, although that was a 2-0 game. Um, so he certainly has had our number down the years, as I think we've joked about on this pod pretty much every time we come up against Spurs. Um, Albert, has this international break come at the wrong time for us and the right time for them? You know, they lost to Villa, um, strugg- sorry, lost to Newcastle, I should say, really struggled to break them down, um, never really looked like scoring in that. And then drew 2-2 with Arsenal, but were really gifted two goals by Arsenal. But then, you know, it's given Harry Kane a chance to go away, pick up some goals for England, um, perhaps get some confidence back. And um, meanwhile, we've, uh, you know, we had momentum and we wanted to carry on. Yeah, there's probably there's probably something there. I mean, the other side, the other side of the Harry Kane thing is that, you know, he, he did get a fair few minutes for England and all right, yeah, he, he scored some goals, but... 
maybe the weekend comes around a bit too soon for him and he either doesn't start, wishful thinking, or, you know, he's a bit leggy and can only, you know, they, they sort of try and save him after 50, 60 minutes, depending on how the game's going. But, you know, his natural replacement at Spurs is the aforementioned Son. And uh, he loves the goal against us, as you've just uh, uh, illustrated. So I think, I don't know, I think we've, we, we'll we'll still be buzzing from that result. You know, we'll, we'll still be, you know, still be on a high from the, you know, the Villa game and obviously the United game. And you just have to hope that, you know, that the, the Roy has said, to, you know, Roy said to the players he's had available and, you know, we just carry on as we are and 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 go there and try and nick a result. You know, we've we've beaten all the other top six teams in their stadiums. You know, Spurs are sort of the last the last domino to fall. Hopefully, yeah. It was, um, you know, the the record that's going around at the moment is that we were the last team to win at Old Trafford, last team to win at the Emirates, last team to win at the Etihad, and last team to win at Anfield. And a lot of people also been throwing Wolves into that equation as well because um, you know, obviously, Wolves have. Um, been doing well, particularly against top six teams over the last year. Um, Heskiff, we can we add Spurs to that? I mean, like I say, it's been they've really struggled to break down organised defences, and now they're coming up against the best defence in the Premier League. And we've been very frugal, especially in giving away um, easy chances as well. So it could prove to be a really tough weekend for especially a Spurs team that doesn't really seem to be playing to Harry Kane's strengths in terms of getting the ball to him in the box. And there seems to be a lot of sort of tick attacker in and around the area, but not much substance. Yeah, I mean, think despite what I said just now, I, I did watch um, most of their game against Newcastle and um, Newcastle were, were all right. I mean, they're obviously defending pretty deep. Um I suppose in the way that we did against Man U, but didn't really have that much going forward. But Tottenham, yeah, like you say, they passed it around a lot. They, they I don't know what the stats were, but the possession stats must have been insane. But they didn't really do anything. You know, they didn't create much chance uh, in the box, and they had, you know, they at the end they were obviously snatching and trying to hit hit shots from like thirty yards. Um, and they even brought on Ericsson. Who I expected to be the guy to turn it because obviously he's he's an exceptional player, but it didn't really work. And you know, if we can keep our shape in the manner that we did at Man U um, and stifle them in that way, and I think we're a better team than Newcastle, then we've got a chance. And you know, I think that the point of that we look at positively in the Man United games that we took our chances, and in previous games at Tottenham, especially away, we've had plenty of chances but haven't taken them and then it's cost us late on because they usually score you know with 10 minutes to go whatever so I think if we if we can defend as strongly as we have been which I think is quite you know within the realms of possibility we really do need to take our chances but you know I think yeah I think we've got a chance of getting a result it won't be easy and probably now will be the time that Tottenham turn it on um but like you say, our defence has been has been good so far, so there's no reason to think that we'll get battered. Yeah, I think I think the the thing that's on our side with regards to Tottenham is, you know, it's quite well documented that you know our our weakest our weakest points in our team is you know is the fullback position. Um, certainly, when we haven't got the ball, and you know, and and teams can find a way fairly easy to overload. Joel Ward and Van Arnholt's positional sense sometimes goes a little bit awry, but. I think what's going in our favour for this weekend is that I'd say that the weakest thing about the Spurs team, and you've alluded to it already, tell that 
you know, Spurs don't really seem to play with any, you know, genuine width. And it's very narrow, ticky-tacker, like you say, trying to penetrate centrally. And I feel that's where we're most comfortable. Um, and, and any sort of trying to overload us on the wings from Spurs will come from their fullbacks, um, you know, like Rose and, um, and Walker-Peters, who aren't, you know, they're obviously, obviously of a decent standard, but not, I wouldn't call them exceptional fullbacks. And, you know, you know we, we play on the break at the best of times, you know, even at home. So I think it will be a case of, you know, hopefully try and, keep them narrow, um, you know, keep it tight, which again, we, we, we seem to be doing all right at that so far this season and and try and hit them on the break and, and exploit any gaps that their fullbacks essentially leave behind trying to put pressure on us. Yeah, that's us wildly speculating on how Spurs play. Let's listen to a Spurs fan. Um, this is a, a WhatsApp message just come in from Flav of uh, the Flying Cock podcast. <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Obviously a massive game between Tottenham Hotspur and Crystal Palace this weekend. A massive game because Spurs haven't started the season how we anticipated. Although, if you look at the fixtures, an away game against Arsenal, an away game against Man City, to come out of those two games without a loss is a positive thing. But the fact is we lost against Newcastle at home. Despite them, you know, defending for their lives, we came out of that with zero points and it puts pressure on Tottenham because every game that we play means that that, that that there's a lot riding on it. And going into the game at White Lane against pa- Palace, it's almost like, well, we're five games in, it's almost like it's a six-pointer. I don't want to say that too early, but such is the mood around Tottenham that any game that we don't win, that we expect to, and we've got to a position where we expect to win because, you know, of the progress we've made over the last four or five years. But we're going into this game where we expect to win against Palace. If we don't, then it's almost like, I don't know, like the, the, it's like there's all hell to pay if we don't get a result. I think we will, you know, I, I think that Hodgson will set up in, in a defensive block and, you know, nine times out of de- ten, teams that come to White Hart Lane or, or, or away from home that set up defensively end up losing. But if 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 Palace get a result, then there's going to be millions of questions like aimed at Pochettino, and there shouldn't be because of the progress that he's made. So, like, I'm really confident going into the game, but I can understand where <clears throat> some of the frustrations lie. Given the fact that Lacelso, one of our, our, our purchases over the summer, or he's on a loan, but a, a view to a purchase next year, isn't available and is, is going to be suspended for four weeks. Five, no, actually more than that, uh, suspended, sorry, injured for, for seven or eight weeks. Um, it means that we've got to rely on the old guard, the, the, the team that's kind of performed for us over the last three years, who've, who, who have in, in, in recent times not performed to that level. So, yeah, we've got no new signings. Ndombele might come back, but we've got no new signings to play and, and, and pretty much Spurs are going to be playing against a, 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 a Palace side that has had good results so far this season. Um, so, I, I think Spurs are going to win 5-0. Right, so that was Flav there from the Flying Cock podcast who um, messaged me after to say, I'm sorry, I've had several glasses of wine. <laughs> um, we need to get him involved on beer check or at least wine check. Am I right, Heskiff? Absolutely. Uh, so that, um, 
weird, weird sort of sentiments going on there, really trying to dig out the positives um, and not be negative because, you know, it's not something they've used to been being over the last couple of seasons. But um, you can tell some, some doubts are starting to creep in there. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously got quite high expectations. And I, I think especially last year, you know, a lot was made of them not buying anyone, but they actually still did pretty well. And now they're starting to spend a bit of cash. I suppose the expectation then is that you wanted, to, you know, you got to improve on last year. Um, but like you said, from from our perspective, yeah, even though they're maybe not playing as well as they're capable, they've got draws away to Arsenal, Man City, which ain't too bad. And all right, they lost to Newcastle, but probably, you know, the, the majority of times that they play at home against teams outside the top six, they'll beat them. Um, but it just goes to show. I think every team has got miserable fans like me. You know, I mean, all right, Palace, Palace are crap a lot of the time, so I think I'm pretty justified. But, you know, Tottenham's sort of level is higher than us, so if they dip and they're not challenging top three, then probably they think it's a disappointment. Um, hopefully, though, I mean, you always sort of want it as the opposition, but hopefully, you know, the crowd will start to get on the on the team's back a bit and there'll be like murmurings if, if they miss a few chances or their passes go astray. Um, or if Jordan Ayew puts us 1-0 up. Yeah, as I and then Jordan Ayew, um, you know, pushes his crown back on his head, knocks in a hat-trick and we all go home happy. Yeah, but the problem is there, you said Spurs um, expect to beat teams outside the top six. But, but of course, we're, we're not a team outside the top six. Very yeah. good point. Very yeah. well made. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm the bit that really pricked my ears up that he's called it, he's called it a six pointer. Um, it's not often you get a top, you know, of modern years, top two club, Champions League finalists calling a game against us a six pointer. So, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's halfway between the two, but we're obviously doing very well at the moment, and they're not happy at the moment. But um, I guess it is in a way in the in the context of how the league sits in this very moment, albeit only after four games. I guess it is a bit of a six pointer. Um, I'm really excited about it now. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be um, just like us all predicting wins against Sheffield United and all predicting losses against Man United and just all getting it constantly <laughs> wrong. Um, I feel like we might be have drifted down the route here towards some sort of positivity. Uh, let's see what we're getting from the socials. Um, we have got Tottenham 1, CPFC 2, winner off Benteke's bottom. Um, I predict Harry Kane will dive and win a penalty. Zaha will be fouled in a box and we'll be scratching our heads. 1-0 to Spurs again. That's from Mark Jones. Uh, Nick has said 4-0 Palace. I to get all four. Uh, Citizen of Nowhere, 3-1 Palace. Kane misses another very dubious penalty. And then Mark Cole has said, it will be more Dower than Roy during an international break. <laughs> uh, I'll turn to you first, Heskiff. Um, what, what's the score going to be? It's going to be 1-0 to Tottenham. Young Min Son by any chance? Yep, uh, on eighty-one. Uh, oh God, not another late one from him. Albert, uh, what about you? We're going to win four-nil, but Jordan I was going to score five. That's how good he is. <laughs> or he's going to score four, and they give him five. I think would be the better. <laughs> uh, what, what's the score going to be? I don't know. I, I've I was d- going to default to the one-nil, like Sam has. Um, but potentially, potentially, I'm gonna go. I'm, if 
fuck it, I'm going to go 2 1 Palace. Wow. Zaha to score the winner. Yeah, it's about time he got in on the acts. Um, you know, signs of it against Villa, I thought, but um, could be coming for him. Um, for me, oh, uh, I'll complete a clean sweep of results then. I'll go for a nil nil. Um, watching their two home games, I thought they were. Villa made mistakes that let them in to break them down. And then the last the last two goals were very, very late when Villa run out of legs and um, put in a huge shift in that game. And then um, really, really struggled against Newcastle. And I think we're really good defensively. And um, thankfully, I'm touching wood here, um, which is covered in all of the beer that I spilled over wow. it earlier. <laughs> but, um, you know, we might be able to keep them out and... Um, scoring down the other end will be tough because you know whoever plays in goal for them whether it's Hugo Lloris or Vorm or Gazanega it's always seems to be a world-class performance from their keepers so I can see a nil-nil I'll take a nil-nil and um, I'm sure every Palace fan would take any sort of point from the Spurs stadium this weekend so um, right we will be back after this Fintons. Mm. Right, that's almost a lot for this week. I, I will say I'm just finishing this beer off now. Or what I didn't spill of it all over the laptop, but um, very nice Pills Lager for Pure Brewing Company. Get that, some of that down, yeah. Um, can, can I just say when you said uh, you're touching wood that's covered in beer, you were talking about your coffee table, right? Um, that's exactly what I was talking about. Um, goodness and i was uh, i was thinking about um your spicy no we won't get into that <laughs> um, i've just got a quick question for albert i can't believe we didn't ask him at the top of the show um how does he feel about his team's change of manager over the international break? which team's that i'm not a watford fan nobody in my house is a watford fan <laughs> apart from the next door neighbor who was in my house the other day in full watford kit but that's not, he ain't my kid. He was a guest. I'm not a Watford fan. Don't like Watford. I don't, to be fair, he was harshly sacked the first time round, Flores, I thought. But I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> my, me, me old Maca Flores. <laughs> um, can we just touch on why you had a man, a, I assume is a fully grown man, in full Watford kit in your house? No, it's a kid. It's a kid next door who, who's mates uh, with my son. Okay. He uh, he came around in full Watford gear. I mean, he's got about eighteen different football kits. He's got Juventus, uh, Real Madrid. I've definitely seen him in an Arsenal shirt. He's got all the kits apart from Millwall, which is actually the team that his dad supports. Um, yeah, I, listen, he he's only six. I couldn't exactly duff him up, could I? <laughs> well, you can so get just, get your son to. He can. Um, I, he I could just walk past him and muttered, "You little c- get out." <laughs> 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 well, you know, just get, get your son to um, duff him up like his idol, Troy Deeney. <laughs> the, this, this, like, I'm, I swear, Arthur's trolling me on purpose because the the, the day before that, we went to a uh, uh, a kid's birthday party for one of the kids in his class. He's in a sports hall, lots of people wearing football kits. And one of his best mates, who's a massive Arsenal fan, wearing an Arsenal kit. Little little game of football kicked off. A couple of dads joining in. And Arthur ran up to me and said, um, Dad, 
I'm I'm Arsenal because his mate his mate and I and I did a just a shake of the head and bless him he said don't worry I'll be Crystal Palace again tomorrow <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> well, just sometimes you want to take a break and be Arsenal. Sometimes I don't know. I don't want to be Arsenal. I just I think do you know what I can't be bothered today, but I'll be Palace tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, you're a bit too old for any sort of switching to Arsenal these days, mate. But um, that's that's for something else. Look, <laughs> head to iTunes, leave us a five star review if you will. Um, thanks to everyone who's done that in the past. Uh, as we say, we enjoy reading them. Listen to the other pods. We've got the Love Sport podcast coming out tomorrow. Uh, that will be Thursday for people listening later. And, and of course, the review show will be on Sunday where Hambo and his team of Chris Clark and DR returning from Turkey, eating all the Fenerbahce's. And um, I believe Mike Scott will be the team for that. Um, and that will be on Sunday evening. Um, before that, send your voice notes in via WhatsApp to 0203 575 um, Really been enjoying your input this season. And if you've got anything else to say, um, don't have WhatsApp, don't want to use it, don't want to you know, buy into the Facebook machine, you can always email us on hi at back of the nest or tweet us at back of the nest or comment on one of our Instagram posts at back of the nest CPFC. So... We'll be back next week with the build-up to... Who we got next week, Albert? Uh, Norwich. Norwich. No, that's the week after. No, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the week after, isn't it? No, it's Norwich. Wolves. No. Wolves? Norwich. Norwich, then Wolves. <laughs> no, wait. It's Wolves. <laughs> yes, on the Sunday, it is Wolves, which have um, been moved for their um, partaking in the Europa League. So we'll be back next Thursday in your ears to preview the Wolves game. Until then. Definitely the Wolves game. Definitely the Wolves game. Definitely Wolves. <laughs> Until then, up the palace. There's, um, so I guess the Streatham, like, motto or whatever is eat and raw. But the woman who does the announcing tweeted, like, give us, you know, if you've got birthdays or anniversaries... Let me know and I'll shout it out during the game. Eat me raw. <laughs> oh, chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. Oh, no. I cooked just now and cooked chilies and I just rubbed my eyes and now my oh. eyes fucked. <laughs> That's called a warning shot. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Hang on. Um... How's your eye? Yeah, all right now. I'll rinse have you, it out. Have you ever done the have you ever done the, the, the chili finger then gone to the toilet? No. Yeah. Like I say, you got away lightly doing it with your eye, mate. <laughs> you might be blind, but Yeah. No, trust me. It's, it can be way worse. I once let's put it this let's put it this way. Imagine the scene. Garden, pint glass full of iced water. No trousers. Trousers. <laughs> you do the rest. You do the rest. Um, how did the missus enjoy that? I'm not going to. I'm not going to use the word tea bag, but just put those things together, and that's what happens if you don't wash your hands thoroughly after chopping a chili. <laughs> Jeez. Well, there you go, Albert Curley, everyone. <laughs> um, 
She's got a chemical burn on the hand. So oh, no. join the. She's in your club, Terence. Is it from uh, Jordan I's lightning pace? <laughs> no, the cleaners use too much bleach. Shit. She. Suck her and get another one. <laughs> mm. That sounds like a an exciting hand job later. <laughs> Mate, I'll take that. <laughs> 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 oh wow okay right <laughs> I hope it was toilet duck because that really gets under the rim <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com It's the 90th minute all your mates around You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.